This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Catch the Pulse this Saturday and Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific time. This week on the program on AMI-audio, in the first of a three-part series on accessible fashion, Joita speaks to Izzy Camilleri, the founder of Is Adaptive, a clothing brand that provides accessible fashions for people with disabilities. That's The Pulse, this Saturday and Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific time, over on AMI-audio, also available by your, on your favorite podcast platform, and over on YouTube. Check them out. Kelly McDonald here. We're going to talk about that performance we said we're going to get to later on in the show at the end of our community report. Uh, Nathan Sartori is a program and accessibility coordinator for TO Live, an organization that does a lot of great work in Toronto. And we're talking about the musical theatrical performance or production of The Look of Love. This is um, includes an audio-described performance at Meridian Hall in Toronto. That's this Friday, the 19th of January at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So we thought we'd do a quick shout-out before the performance gets sold out. You can get your tickets as well, and we'll talk to Nathan about what the production is all about. Nathan, nice to have you back on. Hey, thanks so much, Ramia and Kelly. How are you? Doing really Good. well. Great, and looking oh, forward to chatting about this. And happy new year. Happy new year. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about the look of love. What exactly it th- is this? Because uh, it's an interesting description, right? Absolutely, yeah. So musical. It's theatrical. It's dance. It's music. Mm. Uh, it's being brought to us by Mark Morris Dance Group uh, from New York City. And it is a piece of beautiful contemporary choreography set to Burt Bacharach music. Uh, of course, we lost Burt Bacharach, the incredible composer, uh, just last year in 2023. And now this brand new piece from Mark Morris, who is a legendary American choreographer, is set to live music uh, of Burt Bacharach's. So we have an incredible live ensemble, an amazing singer uh, with backup vocalists and 10 dancers who are performing uh, beautiful choreography uh, to this iconic and legendary music. It's amazing when you talk Burt Bacharach and, and how many people you could play songs and they say, who's that? Who who wrote that? Or well, And we just have no idea sometimes. The, the, somebody of this pedigree, uh, Nathan, there's just so much attributed, so much influence all over music. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Burt Bacharach was a legend for over 70 years of amazing music. And, and just like you mentioned, there's so many songs that we just... Everyone knows, but doesn't know that Burt Bacharach wrote them. So when uh, we lost him last year, it was a really, a really tragic and and big loss for the music community. But he's left such an incredible uh, 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 directory of music oh. behind, and it's it's yeah. so great that Mark Morris was able to use this music and and use it as inspiration to choreograph this beautiful piece. Well, and that's got to be the toughest part for Mark Morris because there's so much out there. To choose from, again, I'm sure if you sat down, what's your process with it? You know, okay, I'm certainly sure it makes sense. But yeah, um, this is such a a Herculean, uh, um, you know, job to do. Yeah, that's right. 
Um, I mean, Mark Morris has has taken on some really big names, such as the Beatles when he was last here yes, in 2018. Yeah. Um, so he's used to live music. He's used to using music as inspiration. And we're talking about big names. So this isn't new to Mark Morris at all. Mm. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a great tribute. And we're really excited to to bring the company here to Toronto. Well, the project itself sounds really interesting because of the the different elements that we're seeing are involved in the production. So tell us more mm. about exactly what it is, and then we'll get into the audio description side of it as well. Yeah. So as I mentioned, we have 10 dancers. It's a beautiful piece, uh, very contemporary, classic Mark Morris choreography. So anyone who's witnessed Mark Morris before, uh, you're in for the usual treat of beautiful work. Um, and then, as I mentioned, we have a live ensemble. So there's a small ensemble of, I believe it's seven or eight musicians. We have a vocalist, Marcy Harriel, who has been on Broadway before in production, such as In the Heights and Rent, incredible voice. And she comes with a couple of backing vocalists. You, of course, have trumpet, because you can't have Burt Bacharach without trumpet. <laughs> so you have 60 minutes of incredible dance performed to live music. Um, so it's it's bound to be a fantastic show. Now, for people who aren't familiar with the kind of choreography we're talking about um, or the kind of work, um, you said it's typical for Mark Morris. So can you describe that a little bit? Yeah, I think, you know, Put you for on the spot here. The, yeah, that's OK. <laughs> uh, for folks, uh, you know, in in the dance community, Mark Morris is a really an important figure of the 20, 20th century. And of course, as we continue into the 21st century, but especially like in the 80s and 90s in New York City for modern dance specifically, Mark Morris is such an integral part of uh musicality and dance, taking these lyrics, taking this musicality, taking this rhythm and embodying that in a beautiful, meaningful and powerful way. It's emotional. Uh, you can't help but just lean into this beautiful choreography. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and Mark Morris, the thing about it too is how long was this a seed in the mind of Mark Morris to do something to honor Burt Bacharach, you know, long before his death, even like he just, yeah. you think of all these different artists that are out there and, you know, we think, oh my goodness, he passed away. Wow. How quick did this come together? And you know, that's not even remotely. So it's that vision all through life. Wow. We could do this. I could do that. Wow. Um, tell us a little bit about that accessible performance on Friday and how, What's the key to describing this for us, for those of us needing live description? Of course. So, of course, we're bringing back the legendary Rebecca Singh, audio <laughs> describer extraordinaire, uh, who we love to work with at TO Live. And for folks who uh, uh, visit the arts in Toronto, you're probably familiar with Rebecca's work. Mm -hmm. um, and she's got a hefty task in front of her as there's only one performance of The Look of Love. So usually Rebecca has a couple of shows. She can watch the show. She can take that time to really uh, formulate that script so she can provide a brilliant description. But I don't have more than one show for her to come and see. And that show is the one she's describing. So uh, Rebecca's got a big job ahead of her, but it's Rebecca. Wow. So we know she's going to do an incredible job. She'll be describing not only uh, the dance itself, but the space, the theater, the dancers, uh, the musicians as well, uh, what the audience is doing, how they're interacting and engaging with the show. Um, it's, it's going to be a great time. And, and Rebecca is always bound to to offer us an incredible description. Has she made it to rehearsals and such, Nathan? So Mark Morse Dance Group arrives here in Toronto ah! tomorrow. 
Oh, Thursday. this is literally are on Friday. So one and she's only. She's hop to a rehearsal. <laughs> yeah, she'll be at a rehearsal on Friday afternoon. Friday. Rebecca, okay. she'll have a couple Make hours her notes. to see the dancers yep. in the space. Thankfully, she's had a very good video, and the incredible oh, Morris dance group has provided lots of resources for Rebecca, so she's not going to be improvising or anything. But mm -hmm. uh, um, it's it's certainly a tough job, and and Rebecca does it so well. And she really could do it and improvise. Like, she's oh, so good. Yeah. But, <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. The thing is, with dance especially, um, there's so much nuance to description, yeah. right? Like, we've had lots of uh, feedback sessions in the community, small and large, to talk about, like, what dance description means to us. How can we make it better? Is it the same for everybody? Obviously not. Um, and, you know, what the choices that the describers have to make from one performance to another to describe movement, to describe uh, the understanding of dance, maybe like we're, we're talking style and uh, mm -hmm. genre, if that's the, the way to say it, but also... Um, you know, are you are you telling me what I'm doing with my arm, or are you telling me that this is the flow of the movement, not necessarily the the actual act and the action, right? Yeah. So there's so much to just the discussion around describing dance, Nathan. That that's half of the work cut out for Rebecca. Totally, yeah. I mean, as as you said, like it's not only about the specific movements and physicality, but mm -hmm. also. Um, what's being portrayed, the emotions that mm -hmm. the dancers are yep. telling, the story of the movement itself. Uh, so it's it's a hard job and, and not to a say... Lot, a lot to do with word choice, isn't it, Nathan? Because yeah. you, you've got to economize your words. You've got to pick the right moments to end a way of being able to plant that description, especially in someone who, who, head who's never seen, you know, that's the magic mm -hmm. of that description. Um, and, and what is it, as we always say, well, what's more important, especially when you have multiple things going on during a dance performance at any given moment? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, with this one, since there's a live singer, there's that much shorter amount of time for them, for Rebecca to uh, be able to provide that to get description. In there. So you really need to be selective on what she's going to be describing for you on Friday. It's lovely, wow, though, phenomenal. because there's so much dimension to this production. There's live yeah. musicians, there's the vocal, there's the... the um, the interaction with the audience and all of this great legacy behind the work as well and when coming into that with that intention. Uh, but you're right in terms of, I, I always think for, for describers how all over the place it can be because you're basically trying to bridge the gap between what's happening visually and what the, the person who is blind or low vision is taking in. And in that conversation, you wonder who's being left behind or do people feel left behind as I describe this and in what ways, right? So with dance, there's a lot of that questioning of does this person understand dance already or have they had experience seeing visually seeing dance before uh, this performance? What are they coming in with? What aren't they coming in with? Um, I love taking part in, in that side of things. Yeah, that's such a good point. I mean, everyone's coming to this with a different background and understanding of dance as a genre, as an art form. And so, um, you know, it's it's really picking those words, as you said, Kelly, um, yeah. the words that we're going to share that everyone needs to be able to understand, not only those who are familiar with dance mm -hmm. uh, more intensely. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be a wonderful show. I'm really well, excited. And yeah. And you have people, Nathan, who are in there for to literally will want to hear that singer 
want to enjoy that. Yeah. Some will want the total description because their view is, I've listened to enough of that wonderful music that is great, but I want to know what you've done, what magic you've created yeah. to complement this music. And I think that having the option, I mean, yeah, obviously, can someone can always pull their head, you know, headsets out and, and just listen. Someone can at yeah. those moments and say, I wonder what they're doing and have that. Nathan, you want to give us an idea where people can find a little more information about the accessibility and anything else about the show we should know. Yeah, I mean, you can find out more uh, about the show and, and how to book your tickets at tolive.com. That's T-O-L-I-V-E.com. Uh, you can also reach out to me. My email is all over that website, so don't uh, be afraid to reach out and I can assist you with anything specifically. Uh, it's this Friday, January 19th at 8 p.m. at Meridian Hall, right downtown Toronto at Young and Front Streets. Cool. And of course, well, we'll what, keep in touch with you because you're always giving us about uh, details about great things to come in terms of audio described performances and what TO Live's been up to. So appreciate And what a commitment you guys have made for uh, this, like one show and you're making sure it to be inclusive as mm -hmm. usual. Mm -hmm. You got it. Always. Thanks, Nathan. All right. Thanks so much. Take care. You too. We were speaking with Nathan Nathan Sartori of TO Live and we're talking about this exciting Audio described performance of The Look of Love. The production is this Friday at Meridian Hall in Toronto, as he said, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Get your tickets. Go to TO Live's website to find out more. That's it. Oh, what a salute to Burt Bacharach, the late Burt Bacharach, and uh, so much of the fantastic music. And we kind of had two previews. We had a little preview from Steve that kind of like Cole's Notes one, and then all the details from Nathan. Folks, we step aside for a couple of moments. When we return on the program, we'll wrap up the show, tell you a little bit about what's coming up on our program tomorrow. We'll check in with the gang over there at Now with Dave Brown and see what's on their show first thing in the morning on AMI-tv. And we'll talk our closing moment and some interesting activities. Anyone want some pizza in a bag? There's some that don't. Learn about them after this. We'll be back with more of Kelly and Ramya after this short break. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.